Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to episode two of Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. I'm Amanda. And I'm Monica. And today on the show, we're talking all things stereotype. Yay! <laughs> I feel that a lot of people have already seen it coming. <laughs> Absolutely. It's one of those things that, um, well, it's, it's one of the things that made us start this show, actually. That is very true. Still, it's like this weird combination of girls and women always can only complain about the bad things that are going on, but I feel that it needs to be talked about. Otherwise, how can you be aware of things if you don't talk about it, right? For sure. And like, this isn't necessarily an episode that is going to be once and done because this is a topic that needs to be talked about, basically. And there's so much to it. It's so multifaceted that you know, there there will probably be more episodes talking about stereotypes down the road. Like, spoiler alert, we're not even getting into Gamergate today. Yeah. <laughs> we're not getting into Gamergeek? Gamergate. Gamergate! <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not touching that today. That's like an entire episode worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will come up eventually because that's what we're here for. It's not always about just bat-mouthing everything, but creating awareness, right? Awesome. So what we did is we took a few terms today and um, did a bit of Google searching. And I must be honest with you, I'm kind of surprised about about a few results that uh, I personally get uh, got, and I feel it's going to be an awesome episode. Yeah, I I was surprised as well um, because when we were first doing research for the show. I was finding some different results than what I have found today. Um, and I'm like, how did that even happen? But then <laughs> my Google search history has probably influenced my current Google search history. <laughs> for my results. So <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm not getting the same kind of results as I was, you know, a, a month or so ago. <laughs> Yeah, but same for me. I messaged you previously where I was like, what happened to my Google search? I don't get any <laughs> sexist stuff right now. What what, what happens? <laughs> it, it, exactly. Like, I think that's a good place to start, like with Google searches. When Monica and I were first doing this show uh, or the research for the show, I was like, this is this is crazy. When I put in like nerd woman or woman nerd, all I'm getting is gifts to buy your the the nerdy woman in your life and I'm like is that what we are are we just gifts I mean yes buy me cool nerd things but like more than that where is the scholarly articles where's the women being like why is there only buy me stuff like <laughs> not only buy me stuff but give me boobs and shit it was kind of weird and today when I typed in geek girl the first thing I got was a book (laughs) a book written by 
by a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole series dedicated to geek girls. Small summary of the content. Kind of a girl who was a bit nerdy, kind of weird, um, was always a bit bullied in school, and suddenly she becomes famous because she's becoming a model. And it's kind of the author's way of dealing with what she went through. So mm -hmm. that's just to sum it up. <laughs> so that could be a really good series for young girls growing up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I'm curious. I mean, I'm not sure if I'm going to read it, right? Because pff, I'm so far away from being a model. That's not even true. <laughs> but it's definitely going to... It's probably hitting on points where um, girls have difficulty growing up when they're just a tiny bit different than the rest of the girls. So yeah. that's always a good novel or book to have. Yeah, Geek Girl Book Club dedicated to that series. That's pretty awesome. That's an awesome idea. And the next episode is like... Uh, we, we we invented the next episode. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Cool. Yes, let's let's do that. <laughs> so back on track. Back on track. Um, so I was doing some research for this episode today, and the Google searches I put in female nerd because, like, I I knew that Geek Girl was going to bring up an entire section. So, yeah. like, we're going to get into Geek Girl, but I put in female nerd first. Mm -hmm. uh, and the first thing that popped up for me was this listicle from uh, a self-identified female nerd. Mm -hmm. And she made some valid points um, about like what it's like being a female nerd. But the first thing on her list was that guys only think of her as a friend. Like they would never think of her as a romantic partner. And it kind of bugged me. I'm like, is that the only thing that your life is about? Like you I, I don't know. I'm like, that is the most important part of your identity that you're only ever thought of as, as a friend. You're never thought of as a romantic partner. And I'm like, hmm. And I'm thinking like, is, is that something that other female nerds that geek girls come across? Like, is, is, is that it? We had this discussion uh, to give a bit of a background info on our, for our listeners. We had this talk about being friends on just recently, Amanda and I, when we did all our, um, uh, gathering all the information for the podcast first of all my question is how old is that woman or the girl because I remember when I was a teenage girl I was only ever the one who uh boys especially that I wanted to meet wanted them to be interested in me they always only saw me as a friend and I feel in an age when you're uh, like really wanting some attention and some love this could be like totally defining for yourself like that's so annoying because the only thing you ever are is a friend <laughs> when all you want is just for one of them to say I really do like you more than just a friend <laughs> but I totally agree I mean now I wouldn't even be asked I mean I wouldn't care now when people just saw me as a friend because I'm old enough to have other interests but when I was a teenage girl it was really hard for that everybody just saw me as one and I totally agree is this everything that you define yourself through so this could totally be questioned why is is always for girls that they need the attention of the man whereas probably no boy ever thinks why does nobody really like me <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I had a maybe an opposite experience when I was a teenager. Um, I always like I had crushes on the the popular boys, 
um, but I was friends with the geek boys, um, you know, and like I, I enjoyed being friends with the the geekier boys, the nerdier boys in school, and they never saw me as just a friend. They always seemed to want more. And I was like, I just want to play games with you guys. Like, <laughs> stop trying to make this more than it is. I have a crush on Eric Neubauer, okay? He's a skateboarder. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think they felt good about that? Probably not. Probably not, but... <laughs> it's always sad when you have expectations, expectations and they are not fulfilled. <laughs> Neither as a girl or as a boy, it's not your responsibility to like someone. You either like someone or you don't. But it's just difficult for the one that has more feelings for you. For sure. No, yeah. I, I do. I, I get it because because I did feel it. It just it was never in this exact scenario. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I totally agree. It doesn't women don't have to identify themselves always through. Uh, the re relationship with a man so no. I mean, for everyone individually it's always tough if that's the case because it just isn't love and being in love is such a strong emotion <laughs> just getting over the fact that if you really like someone and they don't like you back it's just a bummer <laughs> yeah. but yeah I totally agree it shouldn't be something that you identify with no But then my next thing that came up on Google was Cosmopolitan. Now, did you ever think that nerdy girls were going to be in Cosmopolitan? Because oh, no, I, no. Didn't. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, what's this article going to be about? And I was like, right, let's just write this down and pick out some of the, some of the gems in this article. But then I read the article and I was like, holy shit, who wrote this article? <laughs> Someone who has no idea about nerd girls. Well, it's someone that very possibly she might be a nerd girl. I don't know. But speechless. <laughs> it left me speechless. I'm going to put it in the show notes because this article, it, it's a few years old, but um, it still is coming up as like number two or number three in a Google search, right? So let's. I love that the, one of the, when you look at the URL, it also said sex dash love. <laughs> It's 13 things you should know about dating a nerdy girl. Oh, what the hell? The picture alone. Yeah. So number two, if she's around a friend who's a nerd in the same way, she's a nerd and you're not, you should probably just leave the room entirely. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Because it's going to be so much high-pitched screaming about things that only the two of us would understand. That's ridiculous. <laughs> about Harry Potter and how awesome it is <laughs> I, I I it's it's I like that, that. <laughs> it's a nerd version of a woo girl she's yeah. describing <laughs> right I'm just kind of like do, do people do that well I mean to be fair I get really loud and stuff <laughs> yeah you do but just, I, because I'm generally loud <laughs> but yeah I don't know. It's just super stereotypical to describe it as if it's something, first of all, something ridiculous when you talk about the things that you enjoy and that it's something you can't stand and that you have to leave the room as if it's a disease. Exactly. Um, so this article goes on. Don't be jealous when she's crushing on fictional characters. And probably anybody reading this article has had a crush, a little crush on a fictional character at some point in their life. 
well, I mean, nobody can tell me that. I mean, they even say Daenerys Targaryen. They can't tell me that a dude has never fallen for a Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you don't have to be a quote-unquote nerd girl to have a crush on Daenerys Targaryen. I mean, who doesn't? She is so badass and amazing, and she's really pretty. Yeah. And I mean, Khal Drogo is her. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> don't get, let's not get let's into not go into that. <laughs> and never ask where she finds the time to watch that much TV. As if that's just something that a nerd girl does. Exactly. This entire article just really bugged me. And it, it assumes that whoever's reading it isn't going to be into basically anything. Yeah, that's true. Like, they, they don't have passions at all or, or hobbies because it, I, there's this point, at some point, you might have to just indulge her and watch one thing she's into. It's like, okay, you're probably, like, unless it's really, really obscure stuff you've probably at least heard of or seen something that she's into because so oh, much yeah. of geek culture is popular culture these days. Yeah, now it is definitely. Do I feel it's also progress that ha- that's happening? Yeah. Because it's starting to be cool <laughs> to be geeky. <laughs> so all exactly. the horrible movies and everybody, nobody's saying oh, all the weird people watch that kind of movies because actually everybody's watching that movies, these mm-hmm. kind of movies and it's, Turning to get more and more mainstream, which is awesome, but it's still hard for all the stereotypes to get to get rid of them for girls and for guys. I think because if you think of a geek and you're not that into mainstream and you're like not into geek them at all or not very much, then the first thing that comes to mind probably is a fat, unshaved, smelly, weird person. <laughs> with social problems (laughs) but that's just not the case never was so do you have anything else to say about google searches monica google searches Uh, when i searched geek girls or girl geeks because i switched it up then after the geek girl thing i came across a lot of um, resources actually especially for women in tech so i found girlgeeks.org for example that's the source for women in computing how cool is that that's really cool. Yeah. And as I said, I came across the book of from Holly Smail there um, that we've talked about in the beginning. And maybe it's our Google AdSense that we have different interests now <laughs> and we're not that much into stereotypical results. So that's what they've been giving us. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely been uh, a better search history than the last time. <laughs> um, sure. Just mentioning you've, you've found girlgeeks.org. Um, which is for women in computing. That's really awesome. I found girlgeeks.uk and was really excited. I was like, is this a community for girl geeks in the UK? Only to find that the website was gone. Oh no. (laughs) I was like, yay. Oh, Uh, to be honest, I think the girl geeks one, the .org that I found looks pretty outdated. So it's not very pretty. So I assume that it might not have been taken care of in a while. Which is sad. That is sad. It's same. We found a geek girl or a girl geek wiki with all like descriptions and, 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 and resources and stuff. But that hasn't been tended to in a while also, which is kind of sad because we're out there. 
out there. We're making new stuff. <laughs> We're making new stuff. We need more resources. Maybe that's on us now. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. So now that we're on uh, specifically onto girl geek, let's talk about that term. Well, when we were first starting geek caring, I was a bit hesitant to start calling ourselves geek girl. And my reasoning, I really want this podcast to not just be for girls. I want it to be for anybody who's female identifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also for anybody who's male identifying. I, I just want this podcast to be for anybody who That's wants true. more information um, about women in geek culture or female identifying people in geek culture. Um, and to bring I'm some nodding. quality and knowledge. And um, <laughs> yeah. so when it came to this and like finding hashtags and finding community, I w- I felt the resistance of calling ourselves geek girls. I didn't want to be part of that stereotype. But looking into it more, I don't know. I, I'm not as resistant to it anymore. Sometimes I feel it's maybe a term that has been overused for so long and often used in such a negative connotation. Maybe we have to own it back. <laughs> we have reclaim to it. Reclaim that shit. Because yeah. why should it always be negative? It's not. It's just geek as a term and girl as a term. We can discuss about the problem with girl as a term in general. (laughs) But we're females. We're geeks. Female geek sounds weird. Female girls like girl geeks goes down good. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. Um, And like when you look at the history of it as well, the term geek girl is uh, was from the early 90s. I think it was 1993. Um, the founder of an online magazine, Cyber Feminist, um, her name was Rosie Cross. She coined this term, geek girl, through her magazine, through her publications. And it's a way of identifying, you know, those female geeks. That's in- actually pretty awesome that you say that it comes out of a publication that's actually called Cyber Feminist. So it stems from feminism, which is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I uh, I was really excited to see that, and um, I'm going to be adding cyber feminist onto my readings. I my reading list. I hope it still is out there. I didn't actually look it up before the show. Um, no, I'm just checking. I don't think it's a general term right now. Um, oh. Like as a term in is a genre in contemporary feminism, but I from a quick search now I don't find the actual cyber feminist magazine. Yeah, well. Let's try to find it. If we do find it, we'll put it in the show notes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but then this this phrase, geek girl, it got more popular after um Comic-Con panel in 2010 called Geek Girls Exist. 2010? Imagine that. We've been playing for, what, 20 years almost until 2010? Exactly. It's like, okay, <laughs> wow, it took us 20 years to actually, or probably more than 20 years, to uh, appear in some kind of panel format. <laughs> And, and only then they say that we exist, not that we're thriving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there are girls that play games. There are girls that do this stuff. <laughs> Sad, but awesome that it apparently seems to gain more and more attention. It originally, this this phrase referred to like women in computers and IT and engineering, mm-hmm. um, maybe some journalism and media technology as well. Um, people in like women in more technical minded fields of employment and volunteer work. And, but then more recently it's coming into video games as well. Um, people interested in video games and pop culture and all the awesome stuff, all the awesome <laughs> stuff that Monica and I are into. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe to the point that the most well-known geek girl right now 
is the gamer girl who is into video games, RPGs, board games, any kind of games. You mean the gamer girl in general, or is there something I didn't realize? No, just just the gamer girl. She would be the most popular kind of geek girl right now. We did uh, some research on gamer. So I did the research on gamer girl afterwards. And um, it generally, Vicky is really smart about that. I had no idea, to be honest. <laughs> and it's all, they, they mentioned that it, they have been regarded as a minority. Obviously, we're still regarded as a minority. But since the 1990s, as you already said, that's almost 30 years ago. Almost yeah. 30 years which is kind of freaking crazy. And the awesome thing that I had no idea, so I had no idea that actually the gender ratio right now is almost equal. So we're almost 50-50 here in the gaming industry, which is like everybody says that we're not part of the game, but we're actually half part of the game. When it comes to playing games, like my guild in Warcraft, Mm -hmm. I would say it's at least 70% female. 70? Yeah, like, I don't know, um, but the vast majority of the the players in my guild are female. And I'm like, this is awesome. Are all of the, like, of the 70%, how many of them are active, would you say? All of them? Well, maybe, uh, at least the active ones, I would say a vast majority of them are female. Nice! Yeah, it's really cool. I'm not saying that's the entirety of Warcraft, but at least my guild in Warcraft, which is funny because it's called the Brotherhood. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually really awesome. of female warcraft players are you founder of the guild too no 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 okay so was it initially founded by brothers i actually have no idea um i'm fairly new in the guild i've only been in for maybe a month maybe a month and a half okay um i was looking for a new guild and this was the one that my boyfriend was in so so you see we're like half of the people even nintendo says that half of their users are women which is pretty awesome that is and in 2015 there was another study done um who actually found out that more american women than men owned video game consoles So we're taking over people and especially with increasing age, that's also something where more females um, uh, get into gaming and when they start to overtake the men, for example. So 61% of the women and 57% of the males um, after like between 45 and 64 play games. So that's like the older we get, the more we game. <laughs> that's true. Did you see that video that was went viral on Facebook a few months ago about the Warcraft granny? And she was, um, I don't know, 70 or 80 and was using Warcraft. And I think it was Skyrim to help her with her dementia. And nice. she would play like pretty much all day long. Um, I think maybe one of her grandsons played with her. That's awesome. Um, and it was helping her memory and helping her memory function. And she became Warcraft Granny and went viral. It was awesome. I loved the video. Everybody says people who game, they have no social skills and they have no other skill when that's not freaking true. I saw that was either with my boyfriend. He does a lot of shooting. So he's the next person who will probably do stupid stuff. Apparently, <laughs> he's not really. Um, so, but the thing is, when we drive around and he's like really used to absorbing observing his surroundings right and see when something is wrong so whenever there's a police who wants to uh, check if i'm driving too fast he sees them like way before i do so it's really interesting to see 
how he schools his senses and his 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 ability to see things just because he does a lot of gaming that's pretty awesome so i totally agree that it's amazing that this old woman this old granny can improve her memory through gaming that's amazing it's just something that people often have to get to know or because they think that's so out of their realm that they don't realize how awesome it could actually be so when we talk about the gamer girls again something i wanted to add is if you check out the history of gamer girls um as we said it's like in the 1990s that started to rise and it's really interesting for me to see that back when there was a lot of uh, arcade games there were not a lot of women in the arcades i wonder really surprised me a bit why that's the case. So in the 1980s, when the arcades became more popular, mostly men went there. So that's I find that kind of strange. But the more it comes into your house, like with the consoles and the PCs and stuff, the more women do play, which I find kind of strange as if we're not going out or something. <laughs> Too busy staying at home looking after the kids. Yeah, probably. But one thing that was in the 1980s that was had a huge female audience was Pac-Man. Understandable. Understandable. And that's actually the reason why Mrs. Pac-Man came to be. <laughs> because they had such a huge female audience. Fun fact. Um, reminds me of the... Have you seen Stranger Things, Monica? I started to watch it a bit, but not like... it's it's really good you should definitely definitely watch it um i think it's in season two that 1980s geek girl comes onto the scene she's a skateboarder and um like she starts hanging out with the main characters um and she goes to the arcades all the time but even in like stranger things which i know is a look basically back at the 80s she's still the only female in in the arcade that's so sad yeah because it's so fun it is so fun but then, like, I think, like, home ec and, and those kind of classes were still being taught to a majority of female little girls. and Yeah. Um, I mean, we have to see it in the context of history. So all the women rights things, they are not that old as we think it is. Exactly. Like, in Austria, I remember that when I learned that at university, that my mother would have actually asked my dad when she was pregnant with my brother in 1971, if she was allowed to go back to work again. And that was 1971. That's not like... That's not long ago. Long ago. Wow. (laughs) And we're talking Austria here. So there are countries who are not even remotely as far as we are right now when it comes to women's rights. That's probably also the reason why women weren't that much out there because there was always someone who had a say about what they're actually at should do that's that's true much more policed and everything yeah so monica you've got a a fact written down here about women and people of color as a whole uh are less likely to be represented in popular video games and if they are it's probably as a stereotype and they're probably going to be portrayed as villains yeah i found that on wikipedia too and i was kind of that sucks man that's um pretty shocking like it's it's not a shocking statistic because unfortunately and the statistic itself doesn't surprise me but it does sadden me yeah it does i feel it's with everything what people see they 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 feel is real so the more they see women in a stereotypical role in movies or in a stereotypical role in games or people of color in a stereotypical role as villains or as pff, whatever, right? It makes people believe 
in real life that this is actually true when it's just wrong it is still the case in 2018 it's something we have to work on that needs to be talked about more because if you really compare the statistics it's not always black people and people of color that commit any crimes and stuff so that's just not the reality nope it's probably a minority oh yeah oh yeah But that is an entirely different discussion (laughs) and one that I don't feel qualified to get into. So moving right on swiftly, let's talk about the portrayal of geek girls and female nerds in film and TV. TV. I mean, if you think of geek girls and uh, nerds, what series comes to mind? Big Bang Theory, probably the one with the highest geek points. Okay, well, in a comedy series, if a girl is a geek, she's probably portrayed as a bit unkempt, maybe overweight, you know, all these It's just such a negative portrayal. And then I was thinking about the Big Bang Theory and the episode when Penny starts playing Warcraft. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it was Warcraft, but it could have been some other MMO. I think Um, some other MMO, but yeah. Same same thing. And like she disappeared for for a few days. And finally, one of the guys, probably Sheldon or, or Leonard, went and knocked on the door and went in and she was un unwashed, totally a mess, wearing like, big baggy sweatshirts eating ice cream out of a tub and she hadn't actually bathed in days and like she she was just obsessed because obviously that's what geek girls do she only realized that she's in a difficult situation when she wanted when howard hit on her own line and she wanted to go with him then she realized that that she's she has a problem (laughs) yeah that was kind of funny but yeah i totally agree that the only way that a geek girl apparently can look is unshowered gross and not aware of her surroundings which is kind of sad and i mean if we compare it still it's a show about nerds and i mean bernadette and amy they're totally freaks and 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 nerds but not as the other as the dudes are really Mm -hmm. so they're not into all the comics. They're not into um, the gaming. There is one episode where they start to read Thor as a comic. And then they say, oh, it's totally stupid. And then they realize, and then they all of a sudden, because they differ, differ in their opinions about the comic, they start to really get into it. Um, but that's really the only episode that I can recall where they were also into the culture as much as the boys were. Yeah, Which is kind of sad because they are really geeky and, I mean, Bernadette with her microbiology things. and <laughs> sure, like they're smart. Like, oh, yeah. These girls are totally smart. They just don't have the geekdom towards the pop culture. I'm wondering, though, now that we talk about it, do they do we ever really know what they into besides their work? I don't know. I haven't seen too, too many of the more like the newer episodes when Amy and Bernadette are really in it. Well, Amy is part of Fun with Slack, but I feel that you just never really see enough of what's going on with them. No, it's true. Underrepresented, yeah. even in, even in a geeky show. Even in the geeky show, they're not really embracing their geekiness. They're just there. Just there being big brains. Big brains and big boobs. <laughs> but back to other people in nerdy roles. I see you mentioned NCIS and Abby. Yeah, and Penelope Garcia in Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. 
Um, these two characters, I mean, they're they're friggin' amazing. Like they're badasses. They're really smart. They're both quite quirky, like Penelope Garcia with her colorful clothes, always in dress. Her what I refer to as the Pel- Penelope Garcia glasses. Um, Abby is a wee bit goth, like with the black hair, straight bangs, and like both of them kind of in a techie role. So. Like, yes, while they're awesome and probably some of the coolest characters in the show, they just follow that geek girl stereotype. They're always kind of seen as the weird ones out, which makes the impression that they are not actual people. (laughs) There's always something super weird about them. I mean, embrace your weird, right? But they can be just normal people interested in geeky things. Exactly. That one comic, isn't that also that... Oh, Daria. Yeah, Daria. Oh, I love that comic it was so cool isn't she also like super geeky yeah she's pretty geeky um with her her geeky glasses and i think she was more of an outsider than like a proper geek geek but she was great she was just a sarcastic person man i loved her uh all the memories yeah but like this this stereotypical geeky persona stereotype has goes as far back pretty much as tv you know like we're gonna talk about the 70s right now with scooby-doo one of the greatest shows ever invented. I feel someone is biased here. <laughs> Maybe a little bit biased, obsessed with Scooby-Doo, like, all of my life. Um, but Velma is, she wears, like, drab colors. She's quite a mousy-looking girl. Big, round glasses. Super, super smart. She's always the one that solves the mysteries. And while she's not the only girl on the team, she's pretty much the only girl with a brain on the team because Daphne is just portrayed as this airhead who's pretty and just comes along for the fun with Fred. <laughs> I seriously, I haven't ever been that much into Scooby-Doo too, Ken. So yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I generally feel that being a geek always means that you have to wear glasses. I don't wear glasses. I know you don't. On the other hand, I do have the proper geek glasses, right? Me too. Are there any other films or movies that we... She's all that. The Freddie Prince Jr. and... Oh, the movie! Yeah, that movie, when, like, the entire premise of the movie is making this super geeky, introverted girl who is really passionate about her incredible art, like, who just doesn't care about fashion, making her into the prom queen. Which, like, there's no reason that the geeky girl can't be the prom queen, but it's all about trying to change her because who she is isn't good enough that's true but doesn't he fall for her anyways he does which is awesome which is awesome i mean but again she was really pretty to begin with (laughs) i actually i I do love that movie for all its 90s me too (laughs) (laughs) i watched a lot of these kind of movies when i was younger and it was just like oh romance (laughs) yeah i watched that movie like a couple weeks ago Oh really? <laughs> I, I I no, it must have been uh, a few months ago when I was in Canada and I think it was on the TV and I was like, man, this is a good movie and I just sat and watched it. <laughs> and it's hard to re- see how old all the actors got. <laughs> that makes you realize how old you are. <laughs> oh, don't even go there. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about in the previous episode about Hermione, who's like super geeky and still freaking badass. So that's always something that's also part of geek culture i think you cannot get rid of hermione there so what do you think about this this term a fake geek girl i found a few different things that cross the right so first of all the entire thing that girls have to pretend that they like something just so that someone else likes them so that's an, an, an approach where i'm like 
do you still feel we're that insecure that that's how we have to handle you or that's the only way how we can get guys to like us just by uh, pretending that we're something we're not and that's not something that's just restricted to geekdom so people can do that with everything someone can fake their interest in bodybuilding if they want to and say oh that's awesome i really like how you lift weights blah 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 so that's not something that's just restricted to geek culture um not something how girls in general try to approach men i mean sure maybe there are some who do who do that but that's just i mean that's on them it's funny that you say like people can fake their interest in other things in order to the, get the man or whatever yeah. um and you mentioned weightlifting and powerlifting or whatever yeah. but would you see somebody else a male bodybuilder going up to a female bodybuilder and go you're a fake bodybuilder you don't <laughs> actually like bodybuilding name a famous bodybuilder <laughs> there's, there's so there, i don't think there's any other culture out there where a girl is going to be accused of not actually being into it yeah yeah that that i agree with at least not when i wrap my head around it now probably not yeah so whether or not they exist like that's that's a, an entire topic like i'm sure there are just as there are for most other things people who fake an interest in something yeah why do we have well, to prove that our interest yes. is real <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably also what's the second thing that really, really put me off because I found a meme. I just went directly to images because I wanted to see what a fake geek girl looks like, right? Sure. And one meme that comes up is a comparison of when she says, I'm a geek girl, and she says, I'm into Twilight and into Harry Potter and into, I don't know, I had the third thing there. And the guy is into, I'm into Star Wars and Star Trek. And I'm like, why is that kind of geekdom? better or worse than the other kind of geekness so why do we have to compare what we're geeking about because we're freaking geeking about what we enjoy so it doesn't make me a worse geek just because i geek out on probably uh, harry potter and grace anatomy that could be or could not be seen as geeky i don't care it's about how passionate i am about the thing and it doesn't make me less geeky because i'm not that uh, I don't know. I am not. Uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it out loud <laughs> because I'm not that much into World of Warcraft than everybody else is. So I'm just like that doesn't make me less of a geek. So why do we have to compare the interests that females have so much to the interests that males have? And why can't this be the same also? So if it's something else, it's wrong. If it's the same, it's wrong. We can't do anything right here. Your interest in Grey's Anatomy, I don't get that. But that's okay because you don't quite get my interest in Warcraft. You know, like yeah. <laughs> we're geeking out over different things. And when you look at like any of the podcasts by by men out there, um, Nerd This, a great podcast, by the way, you should listen to it. Awesome. Um, five guys and they talk about nerd things, right? There's, for example, one guy who is, he totally geeks out about Steve Irwin. <laughs> and the rest of them are like, that's weird, but okay. Like, sure, we'll geek out about it with you. But there's no like, oh, you like Steve Irwin. You're not a real geek. Yeah. Like there there's no there was no controversy over that. It's just it's just accepted. Whereas Monica geeking out over Grey's Anatomy is somebody more of a geek. You guys can't see my fingers, my coat <laughs> fingers. I'm like who's more of a geek as if that exists. Um is is like, "Oh, that's not actually a geek thing." It's like anything can be geeky if you're geeking out over it. Oh yeah. I agree. I totally agree. What 
bugs me also it's the entire geek thing even though it's it gets more popular and even though we said it's more mainstream now it stems out of a group of people that was already a minority that had problems with being bullied that was treated wrong for what they love and that's what they pay forward why do you treat others the same way that you were treated even though you didn't enjoy it that's preach it say it again monica preach it (laughs) (laughs) treat others like you would like to be treated people (laughs) i think that that is the perfect spot to close out this podcast regardless of the stereotypes treat people like you want to be treated yeah and maybe also try to look at people as an individual and not as the gender that they are and not as the color of skin that they are or not at the country that they are born in are yeah like monica can't help that she was born in austria yeah i can't help it I can't help you that I sound like Schwarzenegger, right? <laughs> so that's just how it is, people. That's- Deal with it. So, um, listeners, what what do you think? Um, like, what stereotypes have you come across in in geekdom? Um, what have you been? What have you felt like? Have you felt stereotyped by other members of of the community? Uh, we'd love to hear about it. Let us know in the comments or tell us on social media. Or you could email us, send us a message, just get in touch with us some way. We're easy to find, I think. Yeah, <laughs> at Geek Caring. All right, so <laughs> thanks so much for joining us on this uh, kind of ranty episode about stereotypes. Really enjoyed talking to you guys. And Monica, as always, I enjoyed talking to you. Same, 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 same. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll catch you on the next episode of Geek Caring. See ya. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.